After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones and bad ones and ones where people say weird shit like this. How much stuff can I stuff in a stuffy till my stuffy stuffed enough stuff? Yeah. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are your hosts. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. All right. Today on the show, Battle of the Video Phones. I don't know what else to call them. Are these, I guess they're phones. I mean, when I think of the technology... Uh, that we saw in cartoons when we were a kid sure. about how we were going to talk on the phone in the future. They were video phones. Now I turn on the TV, and especially these past couple of months leading up to Christmas, 90% of the commercials I see now are for your Facebook portals, your Amazon Echoes with the screen that let you talk to your dad while you're getting ready for a date, apparently, your FaceTimes. Um, I, I have not been seeing, I, I think Skype has been kind of pushed back I think a little bit now that yeah. these new flashier devices are around so I thought like this must at be at work I use Teams what is like, that a new Microsoft thing it's yeah, gotta be a Microsoft, a Microsoft thing. thing I thought Microsoft owned Skype yeah weirdly they do but then they invented this other thing that like competes with Slack but of course it all it has a video oh, component right, and right um, well, anyway, I thought that since they are just flooding the market with these commercials for these various things that I got to call video phones. I mean, that's what they are, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's it's just funny. Like It's a dorky way of saying it's it. It's a dorky way of saying it. And I don't know. There's no generic term for them. No. And if we're on the Jetsons, it would be called a video phone. Yeah. I, I always think of the Jetsons... Um, when I don't know if you if you watched the Jetsons a lot as a kid, I watched a fair amount, and I have this vivid memory of um, the video phone rings in the house and they answer it, and the mom Jane, his wife, uh, <laughs> puts on over her face like a mask that is like her made up face. Oh, because she's not made up, and no. so it was See, like these are the messages we send young girls. Yes, and but it's also kind of like. Oh, right. Like, instead of not answering the... Instead of not having a visual phone, which might be convenient, it created this new need to, like, ma look made up. And I do sort of wonder if, like, what's it going to be like when we are when we only talk to people or we can see them? That's why I don't use it. It seems like the people who use it the most are the people who have, like, a young family, kids. They stay in touch with their kids. And I'm not talking about in commercials. I just mean in real life. Like, right. whenever... I mean, I know that people use it a lot for video conferencing, but I always opt out of that maybe i'm just old but it seems like an extra hassle plus when i'm video conferencing i'm sorry when i'm teleconferencing i like to pace i like to move around i don't like to be stuck behind a desk you know well, good news for you some of these uh video phones can follow you around the room they do not if that was a function they would advertise it <laughs> i have gone back and i've erased any uh any evidence that I once went on a rant against one of these commercials because I said, it looks like it's moving around and it doesn't do that. Oh, so much embarrassment. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to go over the three main ones that we're seeing in commercials. And I'm going to, I want to um, kind of figure out who is winning this battle from our perspective. I, I have a whole bunch of commercials we'll go through and I want us to decide what is the best commercial and also what is the best overall campaign. Okay. Because I think that those are going to be two different things, maybe. Uh, also... It is a perfect season to jingle all the way, I would say. We have some solid 
jingles from our listeners. Nice. So we'll check in with the ad council. I'll play those for you. But first, um, oh my gosh, we have been waiting so long for this moment. Of course, several uh, weeks ago, you introduced us to this entire chain of commercials for what is the coffee brand again? Gold Blend. Gold Blend. They started off as British commercials uh, about this relationship, a, a, a man and a woman meet. And then in 30-second spot after 30-second spot, they fall in love. But will they? Won't they? Will they really finally end up together? This was a, something that happened in the 80s, and it, the the epic went on for years, right? Almost yeah. a decade? No, I don't think it was quite a decade. I think it was like the last few years of the 80s and the first few years of the 90s. Okay. and then But you, a long time. And then you told us that somebody actually made a novelization about these two characters. Yes. And that you were going to buy the book. And here we are. Here we are. Um, this is uh, this is Love Over Gold. The name of the book is Love Over Gold. And I started to read it. I'm trying to read it very carefully so I don't break the spine because, spoiler alert, we want to give it away to uh, a special listener. Um, but I am trying to read it. And it's really, it's actually like not that badly written, believe it or not. Really? I mean, you know, it's it reads like a, like a somewhat torrid romance novel is sort of like that a slightly overheated prose but it's not incompetent i mean will you I've, do me a favor and I've, read the back of it i've read worse things yeah i'd love to hear this okay this is the back if you think you know the story try reading between the lines it began as a flirtation over a jar of coffee it became one of television's most famous romances but what do you really know about the gold bland couple they're stylish they're sophisticated. They're obviously successful, but even their names are a mystery. What exactly do they do for a living? And why are two such attractive people still searching for love? Does he have a dark secret in his past? Is she on the rebound from a disastrous affair? Here at last is the novel you've been waiting for, and it's irresistible. Sparkling, witty, and shamelessly romantic love over gold answers all your questions and more, including the big one. Will they or won't they ever see eye to eye about anything other than their favorite coffee? <laughs> oh, man. This came I, in the mail. You said you wish you had gotten more than one copy. I do. I wish I had two so that I could really, like, you know, go to town on, on one copy and then keep one pristine. I will tell you that I read, like, the first, I don't know, six pages or something. Um, and... I don't know if, if the main character, whose name is Matthew in this novel, um, he gets a name. I don't know if he learns a lesson or what, but it starts with a pretty unflattering depiction of him vis-a-vis Italian women. Oh, really? Yeah, he's with, he's he's just ending is he a, a bit of a cad. Well, not a cad, but just sort of like ladies be loud and talking all the time. Uh, and I, he, he's he says things like, "Can I just read? Can I yeah, find you please, a quick oh, wait, passage here? Let me here? get the music back. Yeah. though. come on. All right." Was he a male chauvinist because he found that if peace was what you were looking for, you might as well bed down on the M25 and as let a woman move in with you? Was he an unreconstructed male simply because he longed to find a girl who didn't need several paragraphs to say what could be said in a single sentence? A girl who didn't bang and crash and shout? A girl with... He let the fancy wash over him, knowing it was no more than an unrealizable dream. One of those deep, rich quiet voices which sounded like melted chocolate being poured over honey and left a man feeling weak at the knees. 
Susanna James, author of this book, yeah. not not the leading feminist not of her su- time. Not super woke. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he is coming off as yeah. being. But I have a I feeling hope he does learn a lesson. Our, our friend there, uh, Sharon, is going to have that be exactly the kind of quiet lady he likes. Like he's, but they, she, he, she spends about two pages with the girl he's breaking up with, like describing in detail all the time she drops a pot or like a, <laughs> a handful of forks. It's just like clatter, so clatter, clum- clatter, clatter. She's so clumsy. Oh man, he needs a non-clumsy coffee-loving woman. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Like you said, we want to give this book away, the actual copy that you're reading from now. And we thought what we would do is put together a contest. And it's actually kind of a contest within a contest. What eventually we want to do is get two contestants on this show to join you and me at the same time via phone, and we'll create some sort of a quiz, and these two will battle it out, and the winner of that quiz will get this book. But how do we choose those two people? Well, I want to start by asking people to call in. I'm going to give the number again. It's 607. Is this the first time I've given it out? So... Maybe I shouldn't say again. I would like to give the number out. We've given it out many times before in this show. That's true, yes. If this is your first episode, this is not the first time I've given out this phone number. (laughs) 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. That's our voicemail number. If you call and leave us a voicemail telling us what you think would be a great tagline for After These Messages. Yeah. We're a show about marketing, essentially. And yet we have no marketing slogan. Yeah, we have no marketing slogan. So what would be a good slogan for after these messages? And I'm willing to just leave this contest open. To interpretation. Infinitum. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. And to interpret. Yeah. But like until we get some that we're really loving. And we're going to take our favorite two slogans that you guys leave for us. And we'll get you guys on the show. And then the person who wins the quiz wins the book. And I guess we get a new slogan. Yeah. Now, I don't know if the person who wins the quiz, if we have to choose their slogan as well. We can yeah, just choose our favorite. That's up to it. us. Yeah. Stop telling us what to do, guys. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I'm very excited about this. So we will mail you the book. Of course, you're going to have to pay for shipping and handling and the taxes. I was joking. Um, <laughs> if you want this copy of Love Over Gold, call our phone number 607-444-5597 and leave us a voicemail telling us what you think would be a great slogan for this here podcast. And again, we'll leave it open for a while. We'll do this maybe in late January yeah. or February or something. So uh, Yeah, Love Over Gold isn't it. going anywhere. I'm thinking we might Plus even... Plus, I need to finish it. You need to finish it. Don't crack the spine. No gonna, dog earring. I'm not going to dog ear it or crack the spine. I'm going to be very careful. But there is a chance that the book will smell a little bit like Genevieve. So I don't know if that's an enticement for people or not. If you ever wondered what Genevieve's hands smell like. Oh, my Gross. God. I'm making you so uncomfortable. I, you really are. All right. I, let's like, move I on. want you to cut that part out. All right. I'll cut it out. I'm not going to cut it out. Uh, all right. So that is really exciting. I'm excited to do that over the course of the next month or two. Uh, but for now, let's get into this battle of the video phones. Now, we got three main players in here. We have a commercial that is airing now uh, for Apple FaceTime. It's now a group FaceTime. Now, of course, FaceTime is an app, 
but um, it's kind of an advertisement for the iPhone in which yeah. you can kind of have this functionality. So you can FaceTime with not just one person, but several people. Um, there's one commercial running for that. Uh, and then you have the Amazon Echo, which we'd mentioned before. And then we have the Facebook portal, which we've talked about quite a bit. And we'll just uh, go over some new new commercials for that. I've only seen one commercial for this group FaceTime function. It came on the TV yesterday, Veeves, and you said you're a big fan of this one. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I do like this one. I've noticed it before, and I, I swear I even called your attention to it, but I guess you didn't really register. Um, do you want to describe it? Yeah. Well, why don't you describe it? I've been doing all the talking. Sure. Um, this is a bunch of different Elvises, and they're uh, Elvises of all kinds of descriptions. They're all wearing some kind of studded jumpsuit uh, era Elvis, I think. Uh, but they're of many different ages, races, um, you know, sizes, shapes, colors, and they're in many different uh, locations. And, and some of their locations are like pretty extreme. They're like in the in a boat in the middle of a storm on the ocean, or uh, like a what looks to be like a polar uh, research station or something. They're in these random places, and they're all dressed as different Elvises, and they are singing. Um, what, is, what it's Elvis called a little it? company. A little company. I don't know if he wrote it, but it's an Elvis. But they're all doing their Elvis version of a little company. But you'll hear that it's not just Elvis's version and they're lip syncing over. Right. They all Each have their own take on it. Like one of them, I believe the guy who's in the cabin out in the um, on the icy tundra inside his little cabin, he's got like a ukulele and he's dressed like like in Hawaii Elvis. yeah exactly so as they're singing they f- they're they're seeing everybody else all the other Elvises Elvi Elvi yeah. on the phone kind of coming forward and receding uh and kind of this collage and so it, it does have it sends this kind of I think it's great I mean I think Elvis is just a crowd pleaser in general I love the costuming that they're in um and I just think it's like a nice way of depicting a community in a in a really easily understood uh, shorthand. I'm going to play a little bit of it to give you a sense of the sound. Of course, it's very visual, as Genevieve just described it, but let's take a listen to it. And, of course, the key thing here is each of these Elvises is alone somewhere. Right. And so this is bringing them together. One shadows And you're wondering who did For a little company There's always me If your great romance should end <laughs> And you're lonesome for a friend so the guy in the tundra. There's nothing specifically holidayish about this, but it really, maybe just seeing all the snow in a couple of the scenes gives me a very holiday feeling, sort of. Yeah, I I don't know why this does make me feel holiday esque. Of course, it's we are at the holiday times, so that's mm-hmm. probably part of it. But there's something kind of um, heartwarming about it. The way, and then at the end, um, they for a moment kind of appear in the same space. Yeah, it looks like they're all in the same room together. Um, 
it reminds me of if I'm right about it that they are trying to appeal to a sort of like just hinting at a holiday kind of a seasonal feel. Um, it's smart because you can drop this now leading up to Christmas and whatnot and then keep it going right. into January. And it's it doesn't expire, but it just basically has that vibe. I think part of it is the scenes where you see coldness outside and then the warmth of the inside. Yeah. Well, why does it surprise you that I like it so much? Um, I guess I think it was one of those things that was just like I... Until you pointed it out, I didn't notice it, even though I'd probably seen it a million times. Mm -hmm. It just really blended in the background for uh, me. I think their costuming is so striking. Mm. Um, it is well shot. Like once you point it out, it's it's visually it's visually appealing. I guess I'm maybe just sort of done with the Elvis shit. Like you're just how over it. how many more decades are we gonna? Just I kind do of, Elvis. Jokes? I think Elvis is timeless, and I don't know that this is a joke. Like, yeah, I guess it's not a it's joke. Not a joke. It's, a, it's a timeless thing. I mean, I think Elvis has entered into the cultural vernacular in a way that will never be um, undone completely. I mean, at least not during our lifetimes. So that was the only one I'd seen for Apple for like or this particular thing. Have you seen any others for that? No, I'm talk about commercials that blend into the background for me like. All the Apple ads that I'm seeing right now are just Ugh. some version of the phone rotating in space or like flipping around or like showing like there's like four of them and then they merge into one mm -hmm. like with so some like quasi, you know, serious pop song kind of drones on in the background mm -hmm. like while Imagine Dragons does. Some yeah, shit. while Imagine Dragons crashes their next paycheck <laughs> and like. I'm so tired of these ads, and I'm really tired, too, of seeing, like, some of the imitators, seeing Samsung and other um, technology companies doing a similar thing with their with their form factors, with their actual hardware, because it's so done. Like, the, the, for the original iPhone ads that were like that were kind of revolutionary, and they really got you thinking about this little piece of hardware as, like, a stylish accessory in a way that I think was new and exciting, but now... It's just sort of par for the course. Like I don't hear see anything new and exciting about it. And it's not just the phones too. It's the um, the newest. Uh, no, uh, what do they call them? Oh, God, the MacBooks. The MacBooks. And, and yeah. I think the purpose of that is always to show how thin they're getting, just thinner and thinner and thinner. But it's like we're on our you know tenth year of commercial yeah. showing how thin they are, which is it is impressive. But like it. But at it's, it's, it's point, you're really shaving off like wallpaper. To you're me. shaving off an ounce here and there. Like, is it really improving everybody's experience? Like, was and is there anyone out there who's like, my MacBook is too heavy? At this point, at probably this point. not. Although there are people who will then use their friend's MacBook for a second and be like, oh my God. This yeah, is then a PC, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, there are still a lot of clunky PCs out there. I'm a proud owner of several. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, but like four of them on this desk. Yeah, right, right. But, you know, if that's, you know, if, if weight is your main consideration, you're like either, either you're buying a thing that's specifically small and doesn't have a ton of power. Or you're buying a MacBook. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so let's move on then and leave uh, Apple there. That's the only thing they're coming to the battle with is that one Elvis commercial. Um, now let's get into the Amazon Echo. I've seen this one a few times. We were watching this with our friend Kamara Kev last night. It came on the TV when we were watching a football game. And we didn't even... We were we were all talking about how man these uh, portal ads are all over the place. Then we got to the end of it, and we're like, oh, that one's for the Amazon Echo Show. I believe that's the full term. The Amazon Echo Show is the you know screened version uh -huh. where you can do this FaceTimey thing or Skypey thing or 
whatever you want to call it. Um, so here we had all been watching this commercial. And we just attributed it to the wrong brand, literally the competition. There's something there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this holiday season, um, uh, Facebook is really owning the space. But let's start with Echo. Um, this is a commercial where you have a young woman, probably in her 20s, and she's in a very nice but somewhat cluttered kitchen while she's um, kind of stressfully preparing a meal. And um, she's talking to her dad the whole time, and he's kind of walking her through it. Now, it is my understanding that I think we're supposed to think he might be in the room. It's not until the very end that it's kind of revealed that he's in the machine. But it's so clunkily done. You never for a moment think he's in the room. Right. They're clearly, they're differently lit. And the the backgrounds would make no sense to be in the same room. But they shoot it. They show it to you as if they are in the same room. Of course, meant to imply that it feels like you're right. in the room together. But the fact that it didn't even occur to me until I watched it closely today that I'm like, oh, that's supposed to be a big reveal. What a shitty reveal. It ended up, I don't know, maybe I'm in a cranky mood, but this one does not do a lot for me. Um, so let's take a listen to this again. She's preparing, um, she's preparing dinner. Alexa, dim the lights. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Dad, I need your help. What have you done? Burnt the duck. That's a duck? <laughs> What do you have in that cabinet? Some spaghetti. Okay, chop up some garlic. Your mom cooked up for me once. Did she burn it? Of course she did. Of course she did. Now it's beautiful. There you go. How do I look? Perfect. Okay, now we see, oh, he's just a, he's a robot dad on a little screen. <laughs> oh, um, robot dad. You know, there's little indicators in there, too, that, like, what's in that cabinet? And he can point. Like, they're yeah. subtly trying to show the functionality of why it's important to be able to see instead of just talk on the phone. Thanks, Dad. What's his name? Dad. Alexa, hang up. So, oh, then it's supposed to also be a reveal or something at the end. He's like... Well, obvious. Like at some point during this conversation, wouldn't you say, "Who are you cooking for? Who's coming over? Why is it at the end? It's like, what's his name? Oh, I'm not going to tell you, Dad. I'm hanging up on you. I, I'm a I'm a fully grown woman, but I'm not going to tell you the name of the guy who's coming over for dinner. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it feels like they're going for uh, kind of a tone that they wrote they wrote too clunkily. Do you know what I'm saying? It all feels clunky. Yeah, to me. it all feels tropey and the actors are all right. They're doing a fairly good job. She's kind of I like her. Yeah, yeah. she's likable. The dad's likable. Um, I just yeah. don't think that it's written especially well. And like you said, like it's you know they they save things out of the conversation so that they can have a punchline. Exactly. Ex- that's exactly because for me it's not even like. I'm not going on some feminist thing here about like the old trope of dad sticking his nose into her love life. She like I don't him give a, a shit. Like yeah. yeah. I just think that it's just like you say clunky like of course it would have come up earlier and like why would yeah, you're right. It's like they're they're just forcing it. You think it in the there. mom is dead? It's funny you should say that because I was on iSpot, which is the website where we often go to grab these commercials. And I was just scrolling through all of the Amazon ones or the Echo ones and there is, I'm, I don't have to play all of them, but it occurred to me there's all there's a whole batch of Echo commercials that came out at the same time. This one, which is called Dinner with Sam, so I guess we know the name of the guy. Um, 
And then there's dad's favorite song about a girl going to college. We see her kind of growing up and her dad is always singing this song to her. Do you know this commercial? I don't think so, but I've seen a million commercials where daughter grows up. Right. And then here, I'm going to play it for you. And then she goes off to college and they hug. And then she has a moment where she feels... I would like a five-year moratorium on this trope. I know. And this one, again, it's sort of... You never see the mom and you sort of feel like it's kind of like implied that mom is gone. She's a little girl, now she's a tween. Now she's a teenager studying, listening to her dad's favorite song. Now she's moving out. By the way, I just noticed something kind of subtle in there. This is for the Echo, but she's moving out and she's carrying a big box of stuff. And what do you see on that box? It's like an old used box, but you see the big Amazon smile on the box as she's moving out. Look. That's that's clever. That's pretty good. Now she's hugging her dad goodbye. Actually, we see that the shot is framed, so we just see a woman's shoulder. So we are, the mom is still around in this one, but she's almost literally out of the picture. Yeah. So dad and daughter are both tearful. Alexa, play dad's playlist. And then that's how that one, that's how that one ends. She was feeling lonely in her new kind of empty dorm. And then she gets to hear dad's song again. There is the Amazon Echo one about dad's, the the quote unquote babysitting one that you and I talked about. Right. Um, And I think there were some other ones as well. I really feel like Amazon Echo is leaning into the dadvertising. Yeah. What's the, what's the thinking there? Is it that, is this something, are they trying to get like dads to feel sentimental and buy this as a gift? I guess so. I mean, is that the plan? Like, because they're four different things. Like, like Dad's favorite song has nothing to do with the the FaceTime thing, uh, and neither does the babysitting one. That thing where the mother is is there, or a woman is there. I suppose it could be like a stepmom or some, yeah, some other I mean, it lady. Could be that, yeah, like that's a weird decision. I think like she's so absent, and then the daughter seems to have this like unusually close relationship with her dad. That I, it feels like they're really leaning into some idea that they're trying to communicate to dads. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also do think it's kind of interesting. There's a there's a commercial. I think it's for a, a toilet paper. Um, it's uh, whatever one is like when you have to be strong, be strong. When you have to be soft, be soft. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but it's about a, a dad teaching a. It's about a single dad. Oh, yeah. Is it the one where at the very end she's in the bathroom? Yeah, and he's teaching her how to shave her legs. Yeah, yeah. And I always think, like, it's nice that dads are parenting, but does the mom always have to be dead for a dad to parent? Or, like, somehow, like, absent from the equation? Like, more and more, I feel like we're seeing... Um, and I'm, and I know there are examples that, that counter this, this argument, but it does feel like a lot of the way they play with our heartstrings and, and tell stories and commercials is about single parents, often mm-hmm. single dads, but also single moms. And that we can't like, that we, we can't feel any, we can't feel any feelings unless like a parent has been in some way bereaved. Yeah. Yeah. Or the feelings get it ratcheted up yeah. if one of them is dead. Um, to answer your question about the first one, Dinner with Sam, you do get the impression that the mom is gone. 
Yeah, because she says, did mom make that for you? Like, if this is mom's recipe, right. why isn't she calling and mom? And then she says, did she burn it? Of course she did. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird thing there. So, okay, forget about the dad's favorite song thing I just played for you and the babysitting one. So far, as far as this contest is concerned, <laughs> um, we have Amazon Echo bringing dinner with Sam uh, with, you know, in the kitchen. And I, I think that that one is pretty clunky. That one actually turns me off a little bit. Um, although I, I think you're right. The actor and act, the, the two actors in that are good. Um, then I don't know if we even need to play this one again, but Amazon Echo has the one that's been around for probably a couple of years now. We call it, you and I call it the brain candy one with right. the old lady whose family like leaves her. I'm pretty convinced in the, either an apartment or an old age home. Um, and then she starts talking to them on this little uh, portable Amazon Echo device. I think right. it's called the Spot. Yep. Um, and it just seems so sad, sort of. Like, she's so depressed. And yes. then she just comes to life it's when she too, sees a tiny little, it, it like, pancake-sized picture of her family. It is. It's about the size of a coaster. Yeah. And it is, to me, like, they have they they overshot on Grandma's grim existence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really, like, makes <laughs> you feel like, oh, God, is this all there is? Yeah, right. Oh, God, I just hope that when I'm that age... I'll be able to talk to a tiny little facsimile of my family. (laughs) I'll be able to talk to them on a tiny coaster. And then they don't have to visit me as much. In my efficiency apartment. Are we going to go visit grandma? No, just dial her up on the thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if you and I are bringing a lot to this. Uh, Okay, so Amazon. It won't be an issue for us. (laughs) No, Amazon. Either way. So Amazon has three. three, the, The brain candy one, the kitchen one. And have you seen the one with the little boy? and the pig because I saw it today for the first time. I don't think so. Why don't you show it to me? Okay. I feel like I need to set this up, but I also want your reaction because I watched it all the way through sitting at my computer, specifically captive audience to watch this to prep for the show. I watched it all the way through one time and I didn't know what the shit was going on. Okay. Um, is it going to be too confusing for the audience if we just play it? Why don't you? And maybe you can kind of mumble. I'll, what I'll try you're to mumble what bit. I'm seeing everybody. Okay. So let's start with this scene. You can kind of set this up here. It's a little right, you boy. Got a, you got a cute little boy sitting in front of a fire in a big leather armchair with some screen on his lap. Uh, it looks like that's actually a book. Oh. And can you see your screen is kind of small. Can you see under the play button that he's got a little piglet on his lap? Oh, yeah. Now it was kind of hidden, but he's got a tiny piglet on his lap. Now it's hidden because there's a big play button over it right now. But I swear to you, it just is not prominent enough. It's it. Everything happens so fast. And anyway, here we go. Okay, he's got a little pig in a in a wagon that he's carrying around. It's clearly, his pet. Alexa, the lights. Okay. So I'm going to pause this. Okay, go ahead. So, got- so yeah, that that opening scene actually that we described was not the actual opening scene. That was just the still shot. The opening scene is him yeah. grabbing this pig in the woods somewhere, putting it into a little wagon, like you say, and rolling it home. Then we see him reading to the pig. Yeah, but it's kind of a montage of the pig growing up as a pet in yes. this little boy's home. So sorry, I kind of, I, I blew that by having us describe that scene. So here we go. It is a cute pig. Alexa, dim the lights. Okay. Now the pig's getting fed from the breakfast table. Oh, it's a much bigger pig now. That's the problem with pet pigs is they do not stay small. Yes. Uh, I've done a lot of research. And then the pig almost knocks a table over and you see this look on the mom's face like, what the hell? And then suddenly it's dark. uh, It's kind of dark and rainy outside. And we see the mom leading the big pig out into the woods. And she kind of looks over her shoulder. 
Alexa, drop in on Charlie. So the pig now lives in a outside somewhere. Yeah, I gotta say, but why is it inside at the very so end? So much happens in that it moves so fast. They cut so many times, and they're trying to tell a story over a long period of time. And it is such a Michigas. Yeah, uh, it is interesting. Um, it is because uh, weren't weren't you mentioning this? Was it on the show or off the show that there is a big trend of interracial uh, couples? I've been obsessed like. with this, and yeah. I really want to at some point exam- like examine it in more detail. But more and more. Um, products, particularly products I think are aimed at sort of like white collar, middle class folks are, at, families now are very typically um, an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. The the one, the, the Macy's jewelry ad that we talked about where we said we didn't like it because they replaced the the macaroni necklace that the little girl oh, makes yeah, with, right. the, with the diamond pendant. Uh, black father, white mother, yeah. you know, interracial child. Same, yeah. same thing here. Same with here. I didn't notice that before. But anyway, um, so yeah, apparently, and I can't tell how much of this is supposed to be like we're withholding so that it'll be a reveal at the end. But at the end, what happens is the mom is taking the pig out into the woods. I don't know if I'm supposed to think, uh-oh, it's death time for Piggy. But clearly she took the pig somewhere where it's living out in like a treehouse or a fort or it's got its own like outdoor Sort Look, of, but it's it, living but, in like but the a thing it's living studio in looks, or something. Looks like a studio apartment. But like it looks kind of rough around. You can tell like it's just not clear enough what's going on, and it's just they jam so much in the. And does the got, pig know it's getting a phone call? Well, you can see there's a tiny. If you look really closely, you see that it's got this little echo spot next to it. But does it know how to answer the phone? I don't. Do you, does it have to answer? the Maybe phone? that's the functionality. These are a lot of. These are some good questions. But it just all goes by so quickly, and they're not clear as yeah. to what you're supposed to be focusing on. And this I just, hate this so much. Here's another thing I don't like about this. This is not a use case. No, it's not. There is. I I mean, it's a cute, it's sort of a fair, it's filmed in a sort of fairy tale like way. The lighting, the the colors, the sort of this rich cabin in the woods feel mm-hmm. to it that I, that I kind of like just aesthetically. But no way, no how is the pig that lives in the barn is going to, I'm going to call my pig on the phone uh, um, in any way a reasonable use case for this product. Mm-hmm. And because they don't do a good enough job of making this fairy tale kind of interesting and 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 like followable, it seems like you're watching it for like practical advice. Mm-hmm. And then it dawns on you that this is the most impractical possible right. way of using this product. Now, I don't it's unfair for me to kind of come off of that because it sounds like I'm going to try to use your point against you, which I'm not, honestly not doing here. But speaking of use cases, I think, though, that is one of my problems with the iPhone group FaceTime commercial is not that, you know, that's not supposed to be taken literally, of course. It's a bunch of Elvises. But I think I don't relate to it. Mm-hmm. And while I don't necessarily love these Echo ones, the one with the dad and the daughter in the kitchen it's At least like, it makes sense. It's off a little bit, but I can imagine it, it gives me a feeling of I see how I would use this. I get a certain feeling, of, right. a familial feeling from it. Even the, grandma in the home, it makes a sense. little bit. It makes more sense, but it doesn't give me a good feeling. The kitchen one kind of gives me a good feeling. I just kind of think this clunky as we discussed. The Apple FaceTime one, like now is like the first time that I'm actually even thinking about oh yeah like how would I use that and it's only because we're talking about this the Elvis one I could watch it a million times and I never think I want that it's just like oh that's a neat looking commercial yes I, I have to say the first time I saw it I think I said out loud when would you ever use this yeah. and 
whether you're a bunch of Elvises or whether you're a bunch of office workers, um, group FaceTime seems like super impractical to me. I mean, I've been on conference calls where, you know, everyone's got a little square, Mm -hmm. you know, and then when you're talking, your square comes forward or whatever. Frankly, it's a pain in the ass Mm. then too. And maybe Apple's figured out a way to make it awesome. I kind of doubt it. Um, But I agree with you. Like the Elvis thing is kind of a fantasy and a fun little video, but the, the day, the the chances that you're going to need to, uh, have a group FaceTime where everyone sings one line of an Elvis song is right. You know, and again, it's not supposed to be taken literally, sure. but like maybe if they package that with a broader campaign where you had some real use cases, like a bunch of like I, I feel like you could really show a bunch of kids talking to each other on a party, yeah. like, like teenagers, tweens, something like that, that. I think is very practical. Yeah, I and think then the reason, throw in the arty one. As yeah, part of the so campaign. I think it works for me because I don't find the the product or service itself, especially. Uh, practical but i like the art and the mm-hmm. kind of production of the elvis one the pig the pig phone call i don't love the production particularly it's kind of it's a confusing story and when i really sit down and think about it it's also a nonsensical story yeah yeah so i'm pretty negative on that how does the pig pick up the phone that's and what actually, i can't wrap and if you my really want to get into it in the very last shot and every shot is about two seconds long and they're just packing too much shit in both in a framing standpoint and in the narrative standpoint when you pause it and you see oh there is that tiny echo dot behind the pig but it would be actually pointing at the back of the pig's head yeah it's not even this the shot that the kid gets to look at when he talks to the pig i'm getting a little bit closer now to my original rant about the Facebook <laughs> portal. Like, I wonder if I'm missing something on that. Yeah, if we're, of, if, we're to, if we're not understanding how this technology works or how pigs answer phones. If someone can yeah. tell me how a pig answers a phone, I would really be we're grateful. Voice Andrew, that's the point. It's pigs a, can <laughs> use this. You <laughs> Honestly, at this point, like I, I after my anything. rant on the yeah. Facebook portal, like so, let's move use as an excuse to move on to the portal. This will be the last campaign, and then we'll do our final rankings. Um, obviously, we talked about it heavily on this show. If you're a new listener, there's the Facebook portal uh, again, similar device. It, the big selling point on this one is it follows you around the room. If you if you move around, the little camera will follow you. Unclear, by the way, we got into a debate with our friend about whether or not the whole device moves or if there's a little camera in side that moves the fact that they don't make it super clear makes me think that it it probably is the whole device moves which Mm -hmm. to me is a little clunkier than i was picturing it and slightly i could be wrong though that's right because that's we're watching the we're watching the one with the father and the daughter for the echo and and our buddy kevin was like oh yeah you're right the whole thing doesn't move and we're like wait that's not even the same product that's an echo like that's what led us to doing this show um so the commercial that i had done a big rant on for the facebook portal was um an adult brother and sister in two different locations he's in his living room she's in her kitchen he almost forgot her birthday he calls her up they kind of bust each other's chops a little bit she's like what'd you get me he holds up a dead plant he's like this and she's like it's already it's dying he's like so are you it's like it's very i gotta say once i realized that the technology is what they're um i i was very distracted by i thought it was bad continuity but once i realized like no they are advertising a product that follows you around the room i like the relationship between those two people a lot it makes it gives me a warm feeling and so very much so does this next one um this is ugly sweater party and 
um, you see that a couple of kind of more like elderly parents, probably in their 60s, um, are in their home. And this is a very holiday-oriented one. They're talking to their adult daughter who's in her kitchen somewhere. Now, the mom and the dad, um, they're wearing like pretty goofy-looking uh, Christmas sweaters. And the daughter asks, oh, are you guys going to an ugly sweater party? And they're offended by that because they don't think their sweaters are very ugly. Hey, portal answer. Oh, hey, baby. Hey. Hey. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Aw, you having an ugly sweater party? What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, throwing a burnt cookie party? <laughs> no, I think she's having a messy kitchen party. Okay. Very funny, you guys. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Deal them, Frank. Portal, starting at $149 for a limited time. We do see the device there. I still can't tell, though, if the whole thing is going to move or not. I think the whole thing is going to move. I think Kamara's right on that. Um, but don't you like the relationship between uh, between the, the folks that, again, kind of busting each other's chops? And- yeah, no, I think they have a really nice vibe. I think of all of the campaigns, Portal is doing the best job of making me imagine how I could use this technology in my own life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And this one just gives me a warm feeling. You even see, like, while she's cooking, like, it's just got a kind of a real I like feeling. How, I like how lame the parents' burns are. I know! And then at the end, they're just kind of like, all right, this is a very small thing, but I've watched this a bunch, and they say, thing, all right, deal them, Susie, or whatever the wife's name and is. She it's says, like, deal them Frank. She says, oh, deal them Frank. Yeah, and it's kind of like, Playing cards is not really part of this commercial. It's just this throwaway at the end, and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's like, to me, that signals that with this device, you don't have to be totally focused on the screen the whole time. It's more like, especially during the holidays, you can just kind of have this thing on and generally be in the presence of your family. And, like, they're going to play cards in their place. She's going to cook. They might not talk the whole time. But they can be there. They can just be there. And that's a big part of family in the holidays, Yes, I I agree. And I think that's what is so successful about this campaign. This, I think, is my favorite ad of all of them, mm-hmm. of, of all the devices and of all the campaigns. I really like this one. Um, I got to say, though, I really hate this next one, which is part of the same campaign. This is, again, I believe holiday-oriented. We see a mom, uh, like, yeah, a middle-aged mom, and her son, who's, let's say, 10 or 11 years old. Um, and she's talking to her mom, the kid's grandma, on the portal, saying that um, the grandma probably shouldn't come over for uh, the holidays because the kids got lice. Hey, Portal Answer. Hey, Mom. Um, about tomorrow, we're going to have to cancel. Is everything okay? Uh, not actually, no. It's Kevin. I've had lice. Oh, my goodness. Not just one. Thousands of lice. Really? Now the kid walks around. Have you seen this one? No. The kid walks around the back of the couch and rubs his goddamned head along the back of the couch and says, now the couch has lice. Now the couch has lice. You know, I'll mail your gifts. Portal, by any time. The grandma at the end says, I'll mail your gifts. Why is that kid such an asshole? I hope she mails him to prison because I hope that mom kills that kid. Why, why, why? Why would the kid, why would they make the kid such a jerk? Ugh, yeah, like. The mom is like going around trying to bag things up. Yeah, and like lice is a big thing. And then the kid just decides like, 
there's no need to have that in there. He's just an unappealing, terrible little monster. Yeah, I think you can have that story happen, and you know, life happens. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a no, yeah. you know judgment on anybody, but like you can have the story happen, but still have the kid like uh, not be a jerk. Yes, we've done a show on like, did we do a show on like? bratty kids or something i think so yeah that i mean i really i don't did qualify. we do that with my dad it might have been yeah because it's what it sounds like i i know that i sound like my dad talking about his <laughs> it is kid. gross though you really want to be careful introducing things like head lice into a commercial you really want to be careful with how you handle that yeah and like you said though it's not a bad case example if it's handled and most of these are handled because like fine. that's very relatable to a family right like uh, many many families have like gone through something similar you know like mm-hmm. I, we got pink eye like yeah. you know I think like you could do you could do a funny funny bit with that I don't know what they were going I guess they're going for like a big punchline with now the couch has head lice but like it doesn't it's not funny and no. it just makes your skin crawl I have two more I want to play for you this one is along the same lines as the ones we've been seeing kind of a nice it's probably implied that it's around the holidays um, and it's very familial, and it's about a grandpa and his grandson. And we see the old man waking up in bed. We don't know there's a grandson at this point. And he puts his slippers on, just kind of slips his feet into the slippers, which are by the side of the bed. And then he goes to lift up his feet, and the slippers are taped down to the ground. And then he goes to pick up a suitcase, and you can tell it's too heavy, and he opens it up, and somebody's put a bunch of rocks in his suitcase. And then I can't remember what happens next, but as he's going around the house, it's very clear that someone, spoiler, his little grandson, who's probably like seven years old, has been doing all of these things to keep him from leaving, probably at the end of the holidays or whatever. Um, So here, I'll I'll tell you about what else is happening as we play it. There's like, right. a, there's like a little wall of um, like cardboard bricks, like toy Those bricks. toy blocks, yeah. That have been built up against his bed to keep him from leaving. Benny. Suitcase full of rocks. Oh, Benny. Now we start to see that the boy is like hiding under the bed. He's watching his grandfather. We're going to see a, a, a airplane ticket that is floating in water. And we realize, oh, the boy has put the airplane ticket in an aquarium, a fish aquarium. Grandpa's fishing it out. You know you want to say bye to Grandpa? No. So Grandpa's leaving. The kid is pouting because he's sad to see him go, and the the parents are saying goodbye to their dad. Sorry about the sound quality. The boy is now... Uh, alone, the grandfather is well on his way. The boy is like under a chair somewhere, playing with a toy, kind of forlornly. I got to say, this shot really speaks to me. I don't know if you were like this, Veeves, but like I was just a squirrely little kid. Like if I could sit under a chair or a table and play with my toys there, that's where I'd play with them. Like sometimes, you know, like you'd create little forts for yourself. So anyway, the little boy is uh, under a chair playing, looking very sad. Hey, there's one more gift for you. Hey, Portal, call Henry. to see my favorite hat, would you? <laughs> so 
So now, of course, they're talking via portal, and Benny had hidden the grandfather's hat, but the grandfather didn't take it with him, and now the boy's wearing it. I gotta say, it's a little schlocky, but yeah. that got me today. It no, choked me up. Yeah, that's very effective, and yes, it is, it's, uh, you know, it's a it, it's a bit over the top in terms of the sentiment, but it, but that's what the holidays are all about, you know, and I think that everyone does a nice job with it, and it it feels like a a meaningful way of using the technology. That's how you show a grandparent using it without making it seem like the grandparent is living in a gulag. Right, right, exactly. So a quick re- uh, refresher on this particular campaign. You have the adult brother and sister birthday uh, celebration, the ugly sweater party um, joke, the lice one, which I don't like, the grandpa one, which is sweet. For the most part, I'm feeling good about this stuff, very family-oriented. I have a kind of a warm feeling in my heart. And who's going to come crashing in here <laughs> to destroy all of this? None other than Howie fucking Long, uh, his wife is in this. I believe her name is Diane Long. And um, they ha- this is a long two-minute kind of explanation commercial of how it works. And um, Howie Long has never been able to act. He can't. He's a terrible commercial actor. I don't know why they keep putting him in commercials. In this one, he's talking to his adult I think adult he's in a sons. really terrible movie called Broken Arrow. Is he in Broken Arrow? I'm pretty sure that's Howie Long. Yeah, Broken Arrow is John Travolta and Christian Slater uh, fighting over a nuclear missile and I'm pretty sure one of John Travolta's henchmen is Howie Long. And isn't Broken Arrow a term in, isn't it like when, um, in it's a military term, right? When somebody goes rogue or yeah, something that's, like that? Yeah, and that's the story of, and that's the story of Broken Arrow. <laughs> Someone goes rogue. I hate this song so much. But I gotta play it. There was a time when this song... Do you remember this? I couldn't yeah, escape it. this in the 90s. It was all over VH1, and I couldn't stop listening to VH1 in the 90s. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, I'm going to play some of this. It is Howie Long and his wife, Diane, and they're talking to their adult son, sons, including Chris Long, who is currently, I believe, a defensive end, maybe, for the Eagles. Um, just listen to this. called Empty Nesters with Diane and Howie Long. What is it? I don't know. Just opened it up. It's something from the boys. Hey, Kyle's calling. Hey, Portal, answer. You just said you don't know what it is, yet you know that it's called a portal, and you know that that's how it works by saying, hey, portal, answer. That's how good the technology is. If I was staring at some... Even dumbass Howie Long can operate it. He literally says, I don't know what it is, (laughs) yet he knows exactly how to operate this thing. If I didn't know what it was, I'd just be like, I don't know, it's a robot, and now it's making noises. (laughs) Hey, Mom and Dad, I see you got our little present. Yeah, it's great. What is it? You're oh, gonna... You just boy. fucking said Howie Long. I'm getting angry. These I a- hate this so much. These he actors so are terrible. not good. Howie Long is the worst. Honestly, his son Kyle is giving him a run for his money. Love it. We all got him. Right. Cool. Oh, wait. Chris is calling. Hey, Kyle. Chris is calling. Typical. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dad. Uh, two minutes to talk about the game Sunday and maybe you uh, emceeing that Waterboys event. I'm all in on the event. What are your thoughts on Sunday? Well, I was thinking they're getting third and long. Hey, Chris, Tally. hang on. It's your younger brother. All right. Hey, sweetie. Hey, Mom. You haven't happened to see my favorite black V-neck sweater. Honey, you haven't lived here in years. And by the way, we turned your room into a closet. Hey, Portal. Call Howie. 
So now for some Who reason, Terry Bradshaw is coming down his stairs. He somehow heard that Howie Long has one of these things. Sure. And he's calling him. I don't know why he just magically knows why Terry Bradshaw magically knows. By the way, and this is it. They skip Terry Bradshaw's call, and that's the they paid Terry Bradshaw $500,000 for this one shot. Hey, Portal, decline. You ready to talk some serious football, Dad? Is that a cat on your head? I don't own a cat, Dad. So now they're starting to show the functionality. And again, this is a commercial that is aimed at older users. Yes. Um, and they're starting to show like when they're talking, like they're putting the weird. I don't even talk about older users. What do you call that when you, the various filters? So it looks like you got a cat on your head right. or you're wearing goofy glasses or what have Son, you. You got a cat on your yeah. head. Mom, you think these boots will go with my suit? Is it lefty, tighty, righty, loosey? How much is postage to take? Obviously, to it's not lefty, yes. tighty, righty, loosey. Okay the reason you have that Boys. saying is that it's a mnemonic device. For postage, it's Lefty Lucy and Kyle. Do not eat that chicken. Hey, portal, decline. Hey, Portal, answer. Hey, Dad, Waylon drew a picture of y'all's dog. You know what? You give me an idea. Bella's birthday. Who wants to make a wolf cake today? I do. So now for some reason, they have a dog named Bella and they're using their portal to learn how to make a cake in the shape of a dog for their dog named Bella. This is just suddenly introduced after declining sure. another call from Terry Bradshaw. Suddenly also it's a huge Everything. jump forward in time. It's as simple as one, two, woof. I just baked a cake for Bella's birthday. Five little monkeys jumping on the bed. Now it's bedtime story time. So he's uh, reading a story to his grandchildren via this device. And uh, again, he's going to have those filters on his face to make the kid laugh. One fell off and bumped their head. What's that? The doctor and the doctor Look, what's stand. that? No more monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> Love y'all. Love you guys. Sleep well. Sleep tight. Howie Long's wife looks as young as her daughter-in-law, by the way. <laughs> right. Um... Yeah. Oh, and then at the very end, I guess is that uh, that's not Bradshaw we see again no, at the end. No, it's I don't know um, who what's that his was. name? Uh, he's in the Tide commercials. Another former um, football player. Anyway, that's like a two-minute thing. I don't know when or where that airs, but that erased all of the good feeling I had from brother and sister and all those other. It things. It feels like they got the Long family together and just shot like eighteen hours of footage, and then grabbed like just grabbed whatever was like the least unwatchable mm -hmm. but none of those people can act and you can tell how scripted it is um you just the way just they they can't even look at the camera without telegraphing how scripted they are like just it like i know you're right like it, it absolutely is targeting people like sort of old like people howie long's generation right like he's probably 20 years older than us um you know look even a even a goofy guy in his sixties can mm -hmm. you know can operate this, but it's just to I think to an to our eye it looks terrible. I bet to our parents' eye it doesn't look terrible. Jeffrey Wilser, he is our chief jingle officer. He's written many jingles for this show, including our jingle jingle, which we'll be playing later. Can you make a jingle 
to tell the ad wizards not to use Howie Long anymore. <laughs> like, just use the regular tune that we always use, but just, like, create something. I don't know if you're still listening, but if you're out there somewhere. But is, is, this, a, is this an epidemic that we need to combat? Yes, because remember those commercials in the 90s that had Howie Long and another famous woman? And so they, he did a commercial in the 90s, and yes. now he's doing one now, yes. 20 years That's later. T- and it's too much. It's too much. That is too much. <laughs> I stand by it's that. It's too, too many. It's too, too many. Exactly. I absolutely stand by that. Okay, I don't know if this has gone on longer than you had hoped, Veeves, but um, uh, so we have Apple FaceTime with the Elvises. We have the Echoes, which kind of ran the gamut. Um, you got the pig dinner with dad or whatever. Um, and then all of these Facebook portals. Who do you think, generally speaking, when you look at a, a campaign, who do you mm-hmm. think is doing the best job? Well, you know, it would be interesting to see Apple do more with FaceTime and see, and maybe they have and we just haven't been able to spot it. I would be interested. I did do a pretty thorough look up today. Okay, well, so I would be interested to see more from them because I think their production values are are great and and just sort of more interesting and artistic. Having said that, I think the portal is obviously the best campaign. Like it's the most compelling. It's the only one that even makes me think for a second about purchasing it. Um, but yeah, then, yeah, but I, here's yeah. something I would sort of don't understand, and maybe maybe uh, it's obvious, but like. For this thing to work in a real way, like a lot of your friends and family are going to have to have it, right? And if somebody else gets the Echo and I get the portal, That's interesting. like it's not going to be like a phone where you can just call anybody, no matter whether you, you know, bought your phone from Sony or Panasonic mm. or whomever. Like, it's a really good point. And it speaks to that gonna line. There's going to be compatibility issues. And it speaks to that line in the Howie Long one where his his son says, yeah, we got one for everybody. I bet you it's almost kind of yeah. on the sly encouraging everybody, hey, you want to all get together. We'll buy one for ourselves. We'll buy one for grandma yeah. and grandpa. We'll buy one for, you know, Who are these people Aunt who like Genevieve. their families so much? <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds mean, but. Especially since your family listens to this show. Um, I like them, but like. That's a lot of, that's an expensive amount of liking, right. is my point. Um, okay, so uh, I agree with you. That's got to be the best. What if, think... what if we open a box on Christmas and it's got a portal in it? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say, yeah, it's got to be the, I wasn't trying to stack the deck there, but yeah, it's, I, I think I agree with you. The, the My favorite campaign has got to be the portal. Even, I mean, because I was really wondering if the Howie Long thing, that made me so angry today that I almost wanted to burn the whole thing down. Well, but they're no, clearly, overall, they're it's clearly... a better campaign. They've got an ad that works for everybody. Yeah. Some, um, one ad in this uh, five, you know, five ad portfolio that you've arranged here speaks mm-hmm. to somebody. I'm going to say my favorite single ad of the lot is Ugly Sweater Party. There's something about those parents I really like. Yeah. Deal them. Uh, what do you? Yeah, the fact that you like you said the the burns are so lame. Yeah, like her kitchen is clean. She's like, oh, she's having an. She's going to a, a messy kitchen party. Yeah, they're like, they're they're just sort of like. They're a little bit stung, and so uh-huh. they fire back with, like, super lame yeah. parent kind of burns. It's great. I really like that one. So I'm going to pick that as my favorite. Is um, is the Elvis one going to maintain your top of all these? I just enjoy seeing it. Yeah. And in a way, um, because it's more of, like, a little performance, um, it's not a little story the way the Portal and Echo ads are, I'm more, I'm more willing to sit through it again and again mm-hmm. just because it's like a kind of a cool music video yeah yeah no that, that's definitely fair okay uh let us check in with the ad council i have so much we might have to trim this on the fly depending how you're feeling okay. i don't know why i felt Everybody the need to tell you that i'm a radio professional <laughs> i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my 
before we get to the um, actual jingles that people called and uh, left on our voicemail, I want to share this great email that I got from uh, listener Mark. He says, the other day you and Genevieve were discussing Garmin and how they fell off the map due to the ubiquity of smartphones. Of course, we're talking about Garmin. They make those GPS um, devices that used to be in every single car until, like Mark says, now I don't see them hardly at all because we just have our maps on our phones. He says, this is definitely not intended to be a sharpshoot, but a fun fact that I thought you'd want to know. I'm not sure of the numbers, but a big portion of Garmin's business is in aviation, particular general aviation, small planes and business jets. While the total number of units is obviously lower than in cars, the cost is extraordinary. Uh, for example, the G1000 install on a Beach King Air, so clearly Mark is in the biz or knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, the G1000 install on a Beach King Air um, would run about $325,000 for a wow. GPS system in one of those planes. That's a lot of money. I wonder how much a Beach King Air runs you. Yeah, I don't know. Mark says, Garmin is considered the gold standard of avionics. Many pilots, when moving to commercial jets, find the avionics and the jets lacking in comparison to the Garmin products available for smaller planes. So Garmin, it sounds like, really uh, serves kind of like the, the private air, like, sounds like uh, a plane market. And then I guess, you know, a company like Delta or, you know, Air, uh, American Airlines or something like they probably have to go with someone who can do it at scale and much, you know, much cheaper per unit. Right. Um, and it's funny to think about that, too. It's like I only knew of this one moment of Garmin. Like Garmin was probably around for a long time. Yeah. And they did this thing. But we only see the consumer we only side that, of... So I assume they went away, but they probably will... Well, it's interesting. I mean, actually, that would be kind of a maybe there's a thing. Maybe there's an idea there, the germ of an idea there, like it kind of like the tip of an iceberg. There are companies that are not primarily a consumer facing mm -hmm. companies. Microsoft is actually kind of a good example of this. We were yeah. talking about this recently, how they have stayed out of the fray with a lot of the like Facebooks and Amazons and these very consumer facing companies. Not that Microsoft is not to some degree consumer facing we obviously all know microsoft and most of us use some form of their products somewhere or another but um they don't do they're not huge on in, in a social capacity mostly what they do and most of the way they make their money is they sell products to businesses for money mm -hmm. and that has kept them in a much safer space as we look at like these data problems and privacy and security and just like the disgustingness of of how the social companies are monetizing us. Which is why um, there's a big headline this week that uh, Microsoft is now, once again, the most profit not profitable, I'm sorry, most valuable mm -hmm. company. When you look at investment, it beat Apple. Um, it, they kind of overtook Apple again. It used to be up there. Apple beat them. And, and again, part of that is by not getting too involved in all of our personal data and stuff, they haven't had to deal with data breaches. They haven't had to deal with some of the ethical stuff that Facebook and those companies have dealt with and, and Google and Apple. Um, yeah, it's definitely... It's Apple's definitely not really a social company either, but... No. But, no. but I say... But, but, but yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 the thing about um, Microsoft, too, sorry, I, I had a, something I was going to say, and now I'm trying to remember uh, what it was. 
I oh well they did and of course it's funny because they really had to pick themselves up because like they were they didn't know what they were doing there under Balmer in the end right they bought they went this huge Nokia deal which I know you it's a little close to home for you had to run some interference on that I mean I PR I made I got my salary yeah win or lose Um, and then that ended up being a total disaster and then they ended up just buying this company gutting it and and then closing it down and tons of people lost work because they thought oh we got to get in the cell phone business yeah I can't imagine they're too popular in where is Nokia from? Sweden? Yeah, I think so. One of those Scandinavian countries. Yeah. And so it really looked like a disaster. But then their new CEO, whose name is... Satya escaping. Nadella. Yeah, and he seems he's like he's great. getting him back on track. I was actually just sitting at a bar uh, with that with that guy that I someone accused me of flirting with uh, at that oh. bar on, on the weekend. <laughs> right, right, right. And, um, and he worked for Microsoft. And we were just singing Satya's praises. Oh, like, really? Yeah, Satya, at least you know, according to my sample size of one is beloved and he really um came into that ceo role i think with a very clear vision of where the future was and they bet a big on cloud uh which was so smart um i have one more email here that i want to read to you um because it's it's not exactly commercial related but i follow abby on twitter and um she's been a listener for a while and i think she's hilarious so i just wanted to read this to you um this is more about hallmark movies but she <laughs> said um given our discussion about uh kind of uh the marriage proposals and the jared commercial right. where the you know the, the permission from the sun yeah the guy's asking permission from the sun to propose to the woman um abby says my mom and i are watching a hallmark christmas movie called reunited at christmas and boy, is it problematic. (laughs) Uh, Quick synopsis so far. Lady and dude have been dating for a year, and so she brings him home for Christmas, where he proposes to her without discussing it with her beforehand, and then he takes it way personal when she wants a long engagement. A complete surprise proposal around her family after dating for one year? Not enough scoffs in the world. As a 32-year-old single lady who is not a fan of marriage or having kids, this has been a hilariously unfortunate viewing experience with my mother, who is not a fan of my strategically timed (laughs) farting sounds. I recommend a couple of strong bloody Caesars for some great hate watching. That counts as cardio, right? Please document any commentary. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind watching a few, uh, hate watching a few Hallmark Christmas movies. I d- it does feel, as I said to you the other day, I feel like it's baconing. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That Hallmark movies have become, have gone from like uh, something that some people enjoyed ironically and a few people sort of enjoyed secretly to becoming a thing that we're all obsessed with and like loving ironically and that's no no knock on um uh our listener who who was enjoying hate watching reunited mm-hmm. for christmas i just think like for me i would be a bit of a bandwagoner yeah and i feel it was never really part of my tradition at christmas right right you're it, it's almost like the it's almost like the sharknadoification for a different subset yes um for women and guys like people who probably like watch like live uh, I'm trying to think what would like live Peter Pan shit and like right. to live tweet about it and have their kind of snarky hot takes and stuff like that. Like it just sort of seems like that's the culture. Yeah, and it used to be something that was fun to do because it was uh, produced unironically, and now Hallmark's in on the joke and all of these other channels that are doing it too. Everybody's in on the joke, and it does feel like very like they're capitalizing on on that. And like, where's the fun in in having it be like? snark worthy if right. it was intended that way to begin with i mean and i'm kind of i feel the same way i agree with your like your analogy to the sci-fi movies for a while those cheapo sci-fi movies were just 
intended to be dramatic but were poorly made yeah. rather than intended to be poorly made. Yeah. And what if we have the shark eat a turducken inside right. of like, well, that didn't exactly make sense, but you catch my meaning. I, I actually think that is probably <laughs> in a Sharknado movie. Um, I know that we are running long. Do you, uh, what time is it? Do you know? Ooh, is it jingle time? Head council, it's jingle time. Jeffrey says it is. Uh, okay, I got this. It's been a while since Jingle Time. It, it has, and we have some real, some real gold here. Some real love over gold. I, are you surprised that they have not made a Hallmark movie love over gold? Because, I mean, it's weird. You would be taking a commercial. It started on TV. Then it turned into a book. Now somebody should turn it back into a TV movie. I believe both these actors are living. And I would 100% fund, fund that GoFundMe. Don't you think that we would want younger actors at this point? It would have to almost be like the... What? Now, it would, the dynamic would be totally different. They'd be older. I don't older. care. I don't want to see some other So you want to see a follow-up. I want to know what happened with Sharon and Anthony. I apologize. That's disgusting. I was out of line and yeah, I apologize. You're ruining my childhood. <laughs> you just found out about these like three weeks ago, right? I just want to make that sure. Was, that, was a ghost, that was a lady Ghostbuster joke. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Jingle time. Uh, this is from Brittany and friends. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve. This is Brittany. I am calling from Kansas City, Missouri adjacent. And I am here with my mom and my grandma and my daughter. So there's four generations of us, and we are going to sing for you the baloney. What is it? Oscar Mayer <laughs> baloney song, but I don't know what it's called. Are you ready? My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day, and if you ask me why, I'll say Oscar Mayer has a way with the O L O G N A. I love yum. Yum. No, nobody else can say yum. Thank you, guys. I love you. Oh, and pro tip: if you talk to podcasts with your mom, make sure you use the word entertaining. That's that's what she says. She says it's entertaining. <laughs> Good work, guys. Four, four generations. Oh, that's fantastic. That is freaking better than a than a, a portal commercial. It really is. That's I love that. Get me in the feels. Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer should get on that tip. That was yeah. That was lovely and really heartwarming and so perfect for as we approach the holidays. Yeah, I really love that. Um, okay, I now see that's what they should do with a FaceTime is have a bunch of families like singing songs that every family knows all the words to, you know? Oh yeah. Like you yeah. you can't be together for the holidays, but you're like you're going to all get together and sing, you know, some family classic that you all love. Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Yeah. And you could still have the again, have the Elvis one in there as a little sure. spice. No, no, you know? I think I don't think it's instead of, but I think like do a campaign. I mean, do you think that Apple been do you think great. Apple has enough money to mm, make another They probably ad? had to make a choice. <laughs> we do this one, we don't eat for a week. We don't eat meat for a week, as my friend Mark used to say. All right. Um I got two more. Um this is from listener Corinne, whom we've heard from before. I like this one. Jeez. Hey guys, it's listener Corinne uh calling in to sing a jingle that I just can't get enough of these days. Um, and I luckily have a little help from uh, the actual professional musician in the family. This is Mr. Listener Corinne. Liberty, 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 liberty. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Good thing you have a musician in the family. Otherwise, how would you have ever pulled that off? <laughs> but uh, that was a great, uh, great rendition. Really yeah. spot on. Here's the original. Liberty, 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 liberty. Uh, that's a fun one because I didn't even... I've heard that a zillion times in my life. I wouldn't have even... If you had said, what's the Liberty jingle, I wouldn't have been able to sing it to you. But of course I know it. Yeah. They tag it at the very end of commercials, usually the ones where the people are standing in front of the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. in front of the harbor, and they're talking directly to the camera. The latest one, by the way, is a, it's the most annoying one. These started with, you loved well, Brad. Right. And now and we got now, Wallet Guy. Now we have the guy who says, why would a company, you know, talking about the competition, why would a company treat you like that? Might as well take my wallet and throw it into the ocean. And then he does it. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to regret that later. That has been pulled from uh, from iSpot and all really? of the Really? But I play. see it I, all the time. I can't find it anywhere online. I found all the other ones. I wonder that if it was one, getting too mean. People are being too mean in the I comments. I think so. It's it's a bad ad on a number of levels. It's It's a stupid premise. Like, first of all, you're the customer proxy and you're such a moron. I mean, I know it's yeah. a joke, but like yeah. you're the customer proxy and you're shown to be an idiot. And the timing of his line reads is really bad. Mm-hmm. He's, he's jump. He steps on his own punchline. Like he needs, there needs to be a beat mm-hmm. after the throw of the wallet. Like he gets, mm-hmm. I can sort of see the logic of the writing, which is like, might as well throw your wallet in the Harbor, throw the wallet. And then you need to have a hard pause while it dawns on him what he does, but he's he's almost mid-throw when he says, I'm going to regret that. Here is the one version I could find of it, which I think is pretty much unmolested until the very end. They just, like, chop it and screw it, and, and they uh, repeat Liberty, Liberty, Liberty a bunch of times. This is just some rando person on uh, YouTube. But before and you also get- the sl- can you read what it says in the co- the description by the person who posted it? Oh, it's posted by WTF, and the description is, Idiot throws water, <laughs> wallet into the water. Insurance that won't replace the full value of your new car? You're better off throwing your money right into the harbor. Hmm. Gonna regret that. With Liberty Mutual, new car replacement here comes, will replace the Here's what the they did here. Here's the, the artist. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. <laughs> and whoever did it just put the word moron over him <laughs> while they looped it at the end. So anyway, give you a taste of that. Let me play one more jingle for you. I love this one so much, but it leaves me wanting more. Okay. Like big time. This is from Diane. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Danielle from Burlington, Washington. Did I say Diane? I meant Di- Danielle. Obviously, I meant Danielle. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Danielle from Burlington, Washington. I am calling with not so much a jingle, but a song that I wrote as a child based on my favorite jingle, which was the Toys R Us, I'm a Toys R Us kid. Um, so, and it was uh, mixed with my favorite pastime, which was sleeping in. So, here you go. I don't want to wake up, I'm a Bed to Rest kid. A million dreams to dream if I stay in bed. So, yeah, there was more. I don't remember it all, um, (laughs) but I do remember I hum it to myself after that. So, yeah, I'm still awesome. Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> I want to hear more. I know, Danielle, you are so awesome. And I see if you're, ask your parents or see if there's any kind of like. Um, yeah, go, I'll pay for your hypnotism bills. Yeah, or like, did anyone ever like take a little little home video of you doing this? Surely there's some evidence of the rest of the lyrics. We've got to hear them. If you, if you can't remember them, uh, make them up again. You guys are the best. That was uh, That was hell, awesome. Yeah. That was a one, two, three punch of wonderful jingles. All great. <laughs> 
Thank you for putting the show together. Oh yeah, of I course. did not do a lick of work this did week. Did you have fun? I did. This was That's really the fun. important thing. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Um, all right, everybody, I want you to call us. Leave us your. Oh, don't just leave us your jingles. Come up with a dang yeah. slogan for us. I am. I am turkeys. holding love over gold as I speak, and I'm telling you, you want to get in on this. You want this is some hot, hot literature that's right so what you're going to do is come up with a clever slogan for after these messages you know do, say in your head after these messages colon then now what, what? Now, now what now what <laughs> but don't use that idiots talking about commercials and <laughs> eh, let's see if we can polish that up leave it on the voicemail though we're not going to be honestly don't email them. we're not accepting them via email this is a voicemail only thing 607-444-5597 607-444-5597 we're going to pick our favorite two slogans over the course of the never, next several weeks and uh, then we'll get you on the show uh, 607-444-5597 Vives, I'll let you do the rest Hit us up on Facebook. We are the After These Messages Facebook group on Facebook. It's great to see you all there. And email us uh, with everything but your slogans at After These Messages Show at Gmail. And I think maybe next week or certainly the following week will be our last opportunity to do holiday ads before Christmas. So uh, send in your holiday ads. I'm thinking that'll probably be the theme next week. So if there's any Christmas or just general holiday ads that is, are driving you crazy or you love them, just don't send us any portal ads because, dude, we've done them all. We've done them all. I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Yuppies. Yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers, bald head man, clucks, clan, swine thinkers. What motivates you? Let's go around the room. I want to own a boat.